So um, if you don't know me, my name is Rob. I'm the pastor here at, at One Heart Church. And uh, we have a service here and once a month in Alliston. And we have it every week here, but Alliston once a month. We want to, I really want to encourage your church to pray for Alliston. Pray for a breakthrough. Uh, pray for a building that we can set up and have um, a modern church that we can serve not only Alliston, but the, you know, the areas of Locke and the West Coast and uh, further beyond that from a launch pad at Alliston. So I believe that God is going to open doors that uh, no one can close and uh, I'm looking forward to that day. So pray with us and believe with us. But this morning, now we're just going to pray before I preach and ask that the Holy Spirit will enlighten something in us that uh, helps us to absorb his word today. So dear Heavenly Father, we pray this morning that you may speak to our hearts, you may encourage us, direct us and guide us in a supernatural way. So we just thank you for that this morning and we pray in the name of Jesus. Amen. Just want to do a bit of a shout out. That's a, that's a you know, really cool term to say, hey, you want to say thanks to someone. So I hear all the cool people who wear white sneakers say it. If you didn't notice. I don't want to walk on grass. I don't want to walk on, on gravel. I only got to walk on pavement, cement, keep my sneakers clean. It's really bad. It's like when you get a new car, you don't want to park in the car park in case someone touches it. Same with these shoes. I was like, I want to do a shout out this morning to uh, to um, the cleaners in our church. So we we got uh, some some great great people this morning who are always here during the week when no one else is around, vacuuming, cleaning windows, and all that kind of stuff. So uh, why don't you stand, Shirley? We want to just honour you this morning. Give her a hand. And Leah at the back. Leah is Leah's in another world right now. Leah, why don't you stand? Yeah, that's you. Like, Let's give them a hand this morning. I just want to honour these two ladies. Have a, have a free coffee on me this morning. You can take a seat. But I just want to say, it's people like that that make the church work. And uh, it's, it's not about you know, what the job is, it's just that they're doing something. And uh, I want to honour them for, for their commitment. So they're always here. Wednesdays, you'll always find them here cleaning windows. Leah always makes the windows spotless and... Uh, uh, Shirley's always vacuuming, making this place all clean and tidy. So thank you for that, ladies. So our theme this year, tell me what our theme is. Supernatural. That's good. You've been listening. I'm going to continue on that theme this morning and uh, talking about supernatural identity. Um, I want to preach about the identity uh, and living the supernatural life um, and the, the spiritual life and when we live that right, we can change. Not only can we change, but we can change the world when we know our identity, the supernatural identity that God puts on us. So it's a really, I think it's a, a big theme um, in movies and in books um, where a person takes, uh, uh, they, they take on someone else's identity or, or they fake their own death and have a whole new identity. Um, you know, I, I love those kind of things. I always think, that, that could be me. I'll, I'll disappear. Apparently, Carmel, my daughter, had a photo with Elvis yesterday. And, and she said she's, she's going for a drive with Elvis. That's a big story uh, uh, right there, that he disappeared. He actually is selling pot plants at uh, Elizabeth at the market on Sundays. Or, or else, you know, another one is when the, the, a, a police informer um, has to set up 
in the witness protection program to, to get protection. So they give him a whole new identity. They give him you know, you know, ID papers, a new passport, a new driver's license. So they say, you've got to move to the other side of the country and you'll be protected. You'll be a new person. Um, or, or, or on the other hand, someone steals your identity. And, and you see there's, a, there's another Facebook with your name, but that's not you. But that, that's another identity fraud. But um, they wreak havoc on your life and, and um, uh, forces you to become someone else. So that, you know, because they took, they took you. And that's sad. But I, I read something about identity and that, that kind of stuff. And I read this. The question was, is it possible to change identity in real life? And this is what this um, little article I read. The quick answer is no. You can't completely erase your identity. This is just talking about, you know, naturally, physically. No, you can't. In this day and age, unless the government does it for you. So isn't that amazing? The government can change your identity and say, hey, you're a brand new person. Um, uh, information gets set up. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. I'll just get to where I'm at. Uh, unless the government does it for you, um, legally changing your name isn't too difficult. So many people have done that. But even if you do change your name and the system, uh, the system will still have records that link the new you to the old you. So people who have experienced severe trauma, uh, terrible abuse, or who have been through a hurt that is that goes really, really deep emotionally and psychologically, they either want to die or desperately want to change who they are. And that's a, that's a, that's a sad fact of reality. People have been through really hard times of life, can find themselves saying, well, I just wish I could die or I wish I was dead. Or they start saying, I wish I could change who I am, change my identity. So if I can encourage anyone here today, Live up to the supernatural call that God has on your life. There, are, there is an identity change that Jesus does that disconnects the old you from the new you. It's about a supernatural identity shift that God can do, that Jesus does for us. No one finds it hard to, get, um, to, to come to terms with the physical world. I, I think most people can, can easily adapt to uh, understanding that we live in a physical world, that we have physical bodies. We have bodies, we eat food, we're surrounded everywhere with physical elements. Um, the book of Colossians, chapter 1, verses 12 to 13, it describes being rescued uh, from darkness and transferred into the light. But what we often contend with is not believing there is a spirit world a supernatural world that we are saved out of and saved into a better spiritual world, um, saved out of the kingdom of darkness and that's ruled by Satan and his minions of demons and saved into God's kingdom of light, ruled by Jesus and given a new identity that are not connected to our old identity. So the government can't change. Uh, you know, we could change our name, we can change some things, but we'll always be linked to the old person. But I want to tell you today, when it comes to a supernatural walk with Jesus, you can have that transfer of faith and power into your life that disconnects you from the old you. And you can live free, fresh, and vital for the future. So Colossians, we're going to look at that um, a little bit more this morning. Chapter 1, verses 15 to 18, three verses. 
It says Christ is the invisible image of the invisible God. I find that that uh, amazing description. Christ is the visible image of the invisible God. So if we're going to say, well, what was God like? What's his character like? We can see it in Jesus. He's the visible expression of God. Uh, It says he existed before anything was created and is supreme over all creation. For through him, God created everything in the heavenly realms and on earth. He made the things we can see and the things we can't see. He made the physical things and he made the spiritual things. The physical things we can see, the spiritual things we can't always see. Uh, It says such as thrones, kingdoms, rulers and authorities in the unseen world. Everything was created through him and for him. He existed before anything else and he holds all creation together. Christ is also the head of the church, which is his body. So much in these three little verses. But Jesus died physically. We've just celebrated that with communion, which represents the shed blood that Jesus gave for us to forgive us of our sins and his broken body for our healing. But Jesus died physically so that we can live spiritually, supernaturally, connected to the things that we can't see but are obtained by faith believing in Jesus. So we we need to remind ourselves uh, of those things in our life. Great to see you here this morning. It's Nikkei, that's right, there you go. Took me a little while to get the to get the the the, the, the brain going. <clears throat> There's a blockage. There's an identity blockage going on right there. But we have identity blockages. That's so good to fit that in right there. Identity identity blockage. When Jesus explained how to get right with God, he described being born again. John three three. He he. It, it says there about. Um, being born again uh, to get right with God. It wasn't for an illustration purpose. Um, It's a powerful statement of the identity transfer we receive when we believe in Jesus Christ. We have a whole identity transfer from God's God's, uh, purpose in our life that, that takes away our old life and gives us a new one. So when you're born, you have an identity that is that is given to you. It's based upon who your parents are, whether you're male or female. That's an identity, uh, an identity that's put on you. What country you were born in, they're all identity markers that are given to us when we are born. And what we, we have to grapple with and understand is we can be reborn supernaturally, spiritually by the Spirit of God when we accept Jesus Christ that doesn't worry about who our parents were, doesn't matter what country we were born in, doesn't matter whether we were rich or poor or or whatever else about us, but it speaks life and God's destiny and purpose over our future. It's where we get our name. We've got to get our name from God. It's, uh, It's where we get a new nationality, a new identity. It comes with an accent and a culture. You know, often identity comes with an accent and a culture. You'll say, well, I can, I can tell where you come from because you eat meat pies and you're like kangaroos and holding cars. Or else you come eating spaghetti and salami and we know where you come from and you have a funny accent. So identity comes from you know, all these kind of things. But we need to get an accent and a, 
culture and an identity that comes from Jesus Christ that speaks across every language, every barrier, every other identity that has been put on us that we might carry even through our life. We can't shake off some of these identity things that we see in each other, but we can know in our hearts that we have an identity that we have been called and purposed by God. John 1 verse 12, it says, But to all who believed him and accepted him, he gave the right to become children of God. It's a transfer of identity. So we were born children to parents. We were born children in a physical sense. But what Jesus is saying and the whole power of the gospel is that we don't have to live with the identity that was put on us physically. We can live with an identity that brings freedom and purpose and power in the things of God. So we can say, I'm no longer who I used to be, but I have a new identity. When we take a grasp of what we are born again into, we can loosen off the hold on what we were saved from. And sometimes people have, a, have a, uh, uh, an intellectual uh, uh, experience with the things of God and say, well, it kind of makes sense to me. So I intellectually accept being a Christian, but somehow the, there's never a, transla- a translation of identity that turns something on our inside, that turns something in the spirit, that we begin to live and operate and think and we start receiving a new accent, a, a new style, a new way of living. The story of Simon, uh, Simon the sorcerer. There's lots of names in the Bible. There's Simon. There's a few Simons in the Bible. There was Simon who, who Jesus met and, and changed his name to Peter, one of the apostles, Simon Peter. And, and I think that's, a, that's an identity shift that Simon received when Jesus came into his life. Jesus says, your name is Simon, but you're going to be called Peter, which, which means rock. And, and he gets an identity shift that Jesus gave him. I believe that every single human being, when you come into that, that real supernatural relationship with Jesus Christ, you're no longer who you were. You have a transfer of identity, a transfer of culture, a transfer of, of the power of God gets in you and on you. And then you start, to, you start to have a different accent. People can start to see the difference in your life. And there's a great feeling. But there's another Simon. He's, he's, he's known as Simon the Sorcerer. He, uh, it says that he was born again. If you, if you look at Acts chapter 8, we'll look at it. I'll, I'll throw it up in a second. But Simon the Sorcerer was born again into God's kingdom. But he was saved out of a very, very dark world. That's why he's, his name is Simon the Sorcerer. He came from being a, a professional in the supernatural, tapping into the dark side of power. You know, we've we, we got to realize that there is a dark side that people search for. The church ought to be the place that people think of first when they want a supernatural encounter with God or a supernatural encounter of any kind. The church should be the first place and the people in your world are going to be looking at you and looking at your faith, looking at your life and they'll be saying, well, I, I want to search and see what, what they can teach me because they may not come into church first, they'll talk to you first. So... Simon the sorcerer, he's a professional in the supernatural, uh, tapping into the dark side for power. It gave him fame. It gave him identity. So much so, he's still known as Simon the sorcerer today in this story. So he never shook off. He's he's recorded in Acts chapter 8 as saying, there was Simon the sorcerer. He never got past that identity. I think that's sad, but it says this. 
He's a character that we can learn from. Although he was amazingly saved, he momentarily lost sight of what he had been saved out of. I'll show you. So Acts chapter 8 verse 9, we're going to do a little case study on Simon the sorcerer because we don't want to be like Simon the sorcerer. We want to be like Michael who got changed. We want to be like Pauline who got changed. We want to be like Anne who got changed. We want to, we want to be the people who, who got changed like Ruth who got a new identity who were no longer saying, well, they were the timid one. They were the scared one. They were the angry one. They were, they were the nasty one. We're saying that we're going to separate all those things and let Jesus bring us into a new identity. So when we had anger, we now have kindness. We, we, when, we had no, when, we, when we were impatient, we're now patient. So they say there was Rob the impatient, now he's Rob the patient. Acts chapter 8 verse 9. So here's it, we're just going to look at a few of these things about this Simon the sorcerer. It says, he amazed people for years claiming to be someone great. Verse 13 then Simon himself believed and was baptized. He followed Philip and was amazed by the signs and great miracles. One of the things for your homework was to look up uh, Philip and, and read the story about Philip when he baptized the Ethiopian and then got took away supernaturally and found himself at Azotus. Who remembers we're, we're doing a, a review of last week's sermon? But, but this Philip is a man who is totally dedicated to the serving of Jesus Christ in everything in his life. And God uses him amazingly. And this guy, Simon the sorcerer, who, who is into uh, making a big name for himself, he's, he's kind of a bit famous um, and he's, he's believing he's someone great. Philip comes into his world and he starts saying, wow, there's a power of God here. So he, he believes Jesus. He gets baptized. He follows Philip everywhere and sees the miracles and the wonders and the amazing things that, that uh, are performed through Philip when he's preaching the gospel Verse 18 says, when he saw that the Spirit, the Holy Spirit we're talking about, was given when the apostles laid hands on people, he offered to buy the power. In, in verses 20 and 21, he's reprimanded by Peter, by, by the apostle Peter, and it says that he repents and changes his way. But when he saw the apostles using Holy Spirit power, he was thinking, there's money that can be made in this. And he thought, well, if I buy into it, then I can, I, I can benefit from this. So give me the power. I'll pay you. How much is this? How much, how much do I need to give? I'll pay you for it. Let me, let me do this because he's somehow not very far distant from Simon the sorcerer, even though he should be Simon the saved. He's still thinking like a sorcerer. He's wanting the spirit so that he could be famous again. Simon the saved was having an identity flashback, back to being Simon the sorcerer. And a little devil sat on his shoulder and whispered, let's have the old Simon back. And sometimes we have these little, these little devils sitting on our shoulder or sitting you know, right behind us and just speaking things. It was just, let's just have the old you back. The devil's tactic the devil's tactic is identity theft. Take who you are in Christ and give you back the you you used to be. Don't take it back. Don't take the old identity back. Because we, we have those, those moments where we think, well, it would be so good right now just to go back to the old. Go back to, to the way I used to think. 
the way I used to behave, the way I used to uh, conduct myself, or whatever it is that we're going to fall back on, and that, that, that devil will whisper into your head and say, come on, it will be good right now just to see the old you again. That would be really awesome, but we can't go back there. Isaiah 43, verse 1. But now, O Jacob, listen to the Lord who created you. O Israel, the one who formed you, says, Do not be afraid, for I have ransomed you. I have called you by name. You are mine. See, this is God's declaration over you, over your identity. If we were to put our name into this, into this right now. So it's up on the screen there where, where it says Jacob and when it says Israel, put your name there, just go back there, that's the one. But now, oh, Michael or Pauline or, or Karen or whoever you are, listen to the Lord who created you. So this morning I want you to have your ears open right now just for, just for this last little bit. And I'm going to give you four points through this scripture that will help you to connect with the identity that Jesus has created you for. First thing, it says, now put your name there. Listen to the Lord who created you. Created means you belong. You belong on earth. God put you here along with all creation so that you may discover Him. So the first, the first little point of getting a good identity about yourself and who God is, is realize that God put you here. God created you. You might think, well, it was, a, it was just a physical act between two human beings and somehow I was created. Well, you might think that, but I believe that behind all that was God's plan and God's purpose and God's reason. And the main reason that God created every single human is that we may find Him and discover Him. The second key, it says formed. That means you have a form and a function, a, a, a purpose given by God. This is about discovering what is in us, what is in you. The talent, the qualities, the abilities. And when you discover it, to give it to serve God and the world. God and His church. Third thing. It says, we're ransomed. The one who formed you says, do not be afraid for I have ransomed you. That word ransom means we've been released because someone else paid our bond. Someone else paid so that we could be set free. Jesus saw humanity and he said they're worth saving. Jesus saw you and said you were worth saving. When we read this scripture, this is one of the great ones where we can put our name there, maybe write it out, put it, put it somewhere and just put, but now your name, listen to the Lord. Oh, Israel, put your name. The one who formed you says, the fourth thing, says called by God. We're called. God called. God knows who you are. He knows your name. Even though people may ignore you, forget you, like I just did earlier, they forget you, they don't know you, they've forgotten your identity, Maybe they've never known you. But we're found in Jesus and, he's never, and our name is never forgotten in heaven. Our name is never forgotten before the Father because Jesus intercedes for us before the Father 
and cries out for us by name. Isaiah 43 verse 1. God declares over you, I have called you by name. You are mine. Why don't we bow our heads this morning? Perhaps we'll just stand as we come to this uh, moment of decision with the Lord this morning. So thank you for standing with me. But that particular, I want to I want to pray for people that you've gone through hardship, pain, things that you think, well, I'd rather forget. I'd rather be able to distance myself, disconnect my life from that. I want to tell you this morning, God can start a new creation in you, creating a new identity in you that separates you from those things. Perhaps you're here, you're at that place you sense having been saved, you had, but you've had your identity hacked. You've got to get it back today. Because perhaps you, you had a, a, a moment in church, a, a conversion time where you've, where you've come to know Christ, but as time has gone on, your identity got hacked by the devil. And you listen to the voice that said, let's just have the old one back. Let's just go back to the old ways. Today you need to come back to the Lord. You know that the, the story of Simon the sorcerer, when he was confronted by Peter, it says he repented and said, don't let that happen to me. And I think that's when he really got a new identity from that point on, where he realized he'd made a mistake and he was doing it wrong. And I want to just encourage you this morning, we may have been around church, um, at church, doing church. But we need to be the church. We need to be born again believers who are filled with the Spirit of God that uh, that changes our identity, that we don't go back to the old ways, but we're always pressing in to the new things. Your identity's been And others, you're here, and you've been tempted to go back to that old life. And you've gone back thinking, well, I don't know how to come back to God again after what I've done. What I, I knew what I did was wrong. Jesus is wanting to say, come back. Come back. God loves you and He's saying, you don't have to go back anymore. Come under, come under my covering. Come under my goodness. Come under my blessing. Come under my grace. Come under my forgiveness. Come under my forgetfulness. That's an amazing thing. Is, is we always remind ourselves of our failings, our, our, our things, the, the mistakes and everything else we've made. I'll remind you of Isaiah 43 verse 2. There's a promise from God for us this morning. It says, through the flood or, th- or through fire, Jesus will be with you. You won't drown, you won't be burned. And I want us to leave this place today knowing that we have a new supernatural identity that is so close to Jesus. I'm not saying that we're not going to go through a flood. I'm not saying that we won't go through seasons of fire and hurt and pain. But what I will say is Jesus will be standing right there with you. As I was preparing for this message, one theme kept coming to me that was, was a little bit strange, but I want to just share it with you right now before I pray. And that is often we're thinking, well, life seems to be like I'm going through a dark time like going through a dark tunnel and it feels like I'm all alone. No one understands darkness all around. I can't see why I'm going through this. I want to encourage you this morning if that's for you. And I know there are numerous people and this is how you're feeling lately. 
the quickest way over a mountain is right through it. And you might be thinking, but this is so hard and so dark. But you know what God is saying? Trust me, you're not having to climb over it. You're not having to go around it. I'm, gonna, I'm taking you right through it. And even though it's dark, even though it's hard, even though it's lonely, you're going to get through things much quicker because you, you're on the shortest way through. And Jesus wants to encourage you with that this morning. Can I pray? And, um, and, and just after I do, I want us to seal it with, with that song we were singing, just that new song. Because I know Jesus wants to continue to, to do something. And as we sing, we're declaring God over our life. We're saying, God, give me this new identity. So dear Heavenly Father, why don't you just raise your hands if you want a touch of heaven today. I just pray this morning right over this place for people of God who may have been hurt, may have been tricked by the lies of the enemy, may have, may have been uh, um, disappointed in themselves and, and uh, not speaking the right identity. I just pray today for a supernatural uh, power of God to come and minister to us, come and change us. Lord, we, we just pray, God, give me that new identity. Help me see myself the way you see me. Help me to live the way I need to live. And I just pray today in the mighty name of Jesus that we will break through because you have called my name. You have called us by name. And you have declared you that, that, that you are mine. And Lord, I just pray today over every person who, who is wavering, every person who, who's, who's unsure. I just pray, Lord God, that they'll begin to see your, have, your hand at work in their everyday. I just pray that right now in the authority and the name of Jesus. Lord, may we believe that we are born again. May we, may we believe that we have a supernatural destiny. May we believe today in the mighty name of Jesus to say, and to give us a transfer of identity. Thanks, guys. Let's sing together.